T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Home and home. I'm going to go get the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, prime, the biggest one, and uh, might be a double. <laughs> a cheeseburger in paradise for Big Red Andy Reid. Win number 222, his first ever Super Bowl, cementing his now Hall of Fame legacy. The Chiefs crowned Super Bowl champs Andy Reid at 61. It's a Super Monday home and home, a radio.com sports original, or brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. They are the smartest way to hire. I'm Dave Briggs. I'm home in Connecticut. Ross Tucker, he's home in Pennsylvania. We will go to the home markets of the Kansas City Chiefs Sports Radio 610 in KC. And, of course, 95.7, the Bay Area, Joe Shasky. Has he picked up the pieces yet? from a devastating loss. But first, let's hear how it sounded on Chiefs Radio Network, their first Super Bowl victory in 50 years. Andy Reid made a decision to come to Kansas City. Everything changed within a week. And in seven years, they have become one of the most popular professional teams in the world with Patrick Mahomes and this wonderful team. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over, and the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Final score, Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. And Chiefs Kingdom, get ready to welcome your champions. The third straight double-digit deficit the Chiefs come back from. That was Mitch Holtis on Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Got to feel good for Chiefs Nation. Most of us feeling a bit fat and hungover this morning. Not Ross Tucker. Oh, no. He's all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and had healthy food and got up and had a workout I hate you right now, Ross Tucker. I am you, America. I feel like shit this morning. I hate that you feel just fine and you're ready to go having worked out. Well, okay. So I don't know that I would say I feel just fine. I was feeling a little bit under the weather yesterday, which is why I didn't go to the family Super Bowl party that my family went to that. And I wanted to focus on the game and be in my own cocoon, if you will, taking notes. Plus, I had had a few too many daddy sodas, as I call them, both Friday and Saturday. I didn't need to have any more on Sunday. I didn't need to have people talking to me during the game and during the commercials. And feeling a little bit under the weather, I did not need to eat like crap. So instead... I had a mixed green salad with chicken and carrots and peas. 
I put some organic trail mix in there. I put two hard-boiled eggs in there, mixed it up with some Ken's Light Caesar dressing. I got to tell you, Dave, as a guy that's known for my press box food videos and people love watching them at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, and Instagram, I got roasted yesterday. Good. I got absolutely roasted. People were telling me that's pathetic, that's sad, Oh my gosh. I'll just say this for all the people that always ask how I keep my weight down despite all the press box food buffets. That's how. When I'm home, that's how I eat. When I'm home, I eat relatively healthy. I feel like hell, man. I started out with Italian nachos, which I can describe later. Had some bean dip, had some of those mini corn dogs, and then the coup de gras. Right about halftime, it was buffalo chicken dip time, which is my true weakness. Probably ate half a bowl of buffalo chicken dip, which my wife nails. It is outstanding. But yeah, a lot of beers finished off with some bourbon in the fourth quarter. I am feeling it. I am you, America. And with that, our poll question at RDC Home and Home, we asked you, should the Monday after the Super Bowl be a holiday or should the NFL move the Super Bowl to Saturday? Right now, it is tight between Super Monday, which Fox had a campaign saying that Monday ought to be a holiday. But right now, a slight lead for moving the Super Bowl to Saturday. Every year, there is a change.org petition to move the Super Bowl to Saturday. Hundreds of thousands, in some cases, millions of people vote. And there's already a petition to make next year's Super Bowl on a Saturday. We'll dive more into that later in the program. I absolutely, for the record, Super Bowl Saturday, no doubt about it. This Monday thing, dragging my kids out of bed after staying up too late. And then America struggling all day at work, the unproductivity. All right, we'll get into it later. My question for you as we start this program is... When you woke up this morning or when you went to bed last night, Ross, your number one takeaway, was it that Patrick Mahomes is just freaking Superman? Was it that Jimmy G is just a guy? Or was it that Kyle Shanahan cannot coach with the league, with a lead in the biggest game in the sport? He has now surrendered 31 unanswered points to the Patriots, 21 unanswered points to the Chiefs, in the fourth quarter, your biggest number one takeaway is what? Uh, none of those three. My biggest number one takeaway was how happy I was for Andy Reid to win the Super Bowl and how much I love when people like him are able to destroy or crush narratives. Everybody leans on that crutch forever. Andy Reid can't win the big one. Talk to me when he wins the Super Bowl. I love that he knocked the crutch out of the hands of all of the people that have no real analysis. They just lean on saying stupid stuff like that. That was my biggest takeaway. In terms of the three that you mentioned I would go with Patrick Mahomes, Dave. I mean, the guy played the worst game I think I've ever seen him play and was the MVP of the Super Bowl. Think about that. 
I mean, that is crazy. Worst game I've ever seen him play. Two horrible interceptions, both his fault. Other throws that he threw in the dirt. The one that Tyreek killed, that Tyreek had the trap, and they overturned it. I mean, he w- I've never seen Mahomes play that poorly. And then the last seven minutes and 15 seconds, he turned it on like Michael Jordan at the end of a game in the NBA Finals. And the Chiefs won. He was, I thought, deservingly the MVP. That's my takeaway, quite frankly, is that with the last seven and a half minutes of the game, Mahomes played his best. Jimmy Garoppolo played his worst. And it's more than just quarterbacks, but that's what sticks in my head. First to the Andy Reid part of it. Absolutely thrilled for Andy Reid. Now, I went on record on Friday as saying he doesn't win this game. He's not a Hall of Famer. I stand by that. And that is with analysis because through three quarters, I sat and I asked my friends, look, at this moment, you know, who's your guy? And Kyle Shanahan was out coaching Andy Reid. And had Andy Reid not won that Super Bowl last night, I stand by that. He is not, would not have been a Hall of Famer, but he showed what he's made of in that fourth quarter, dialing up the right plays. I think it was the Wasp. The Wasp, that's what he told Peter King, the third and 15 call, which, of course, Tyree Kill hauls in for 44 yards wide open in the secondary. And that was strange. The Niners did such a great job all night in not allowing Kansas City to throw the ball deep, allowing those short underneath routes, a lot of checkdowns. And on the biggest play of the game, they leave the best player on the field short of Patrick Mahomes wide open in the secondary. The Wasp worked to perfection on third and 15. But yes, Patrick Mahomes is freaking Superman. The worst game of his career, undoubtedly it was. That first interception was abominable. It was a terrible throw. He was mediocre. He was fumbling the ball now, lucky to have recovered it. But this was a bad three quarters for Patrick Mahomes. But now here we are, 24 years old. He has won an MVP, a Super Bowl, and a Super Bowl MVP. And as a Denver Broncos fan, and everyone out there, unless you're a Chiefs fan, should be feeling the same way I do. Fuck. This sucks. Because Patrick Mahomes, look, we can say it all day. This guy is a Hall of Famer. Right now, he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to be great for 10, 15 years at a minimum. It sure feels like a guy that is going to dominate this league. And this is bad news for all of you, unless you are a Chiefs fan. Yes, the Niners are going to be back. Yes, the Ravens are going to contend. Seattle will be good. Dallas. Patrick Mahomes is going to dominate this game for the next 10 years, provided Andy Reid is there to make the play calls. It is terrifying. Here is Mahomes congratulating his head coach after the win. I mean, obviously, uh, I've, I've had a good start to my career. I mean, I've been blessed to be in a great uh, organization with a lot of great players around me, uh, making my job a lot easier. I had two goals when I became the starting quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, and the first goal was to win the Lamar Hunt Trophy. I wanted to bring it home, the one that has our founder's name name on it. I wanted to bring it to this family and this organization. And the second most important thing was to get Coach Reed uh, uh, a Super Bowl trophy. I mean, he's one of the greatest co- coaches of all time. 
I don't think he needed the Lombardi Trophy to, to prove that. But just to do that, I mean, it just it puts all doubt uh, doubt aside. And he's going to be listed as one of the all-time great coaches in history whenever 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 he wants to be done, which I hope is not a not anytime soon. 61 years old, 15 years removed from his last Super Bowl experience in which he did struggle down the stretch, Andy Reid. So let's stay on that Andy Reid narrative for a moment. You're telling me, and and I just don't understand this for the life of me, you're telling me if that game held a 10-point San Francisco lead in which Andy Reid took a, a superior, talented team, a Chiefs roster loaded with, with pro bowlers, you're telling me he's still a Hall of Famer if San Francisco holds that 10-point lead? For the life of me, I don't understand it. And I disagree with Mahomes there. He was absolutely not a Hall of Famer if he scored 10 points in that football game, if, if he came up short in that game. So there's two different things, Dave. There's whether or not I think they would vote him in. So let's say they lost the Super Bowl 20-10. to 10. And Andy Reid retired afterwards. No, I do not think the Hall of Fame voters would vote Andy Reid into the Hall of Fame. What I am saying is in my mind, he was already a Hall of Fame coach. And I think what he had done was more impressive than what, for example, Bill Cower, a contemporary, had done in Pittsburgh. Bill Cower took Mm. the Steelers to the Super Bowl twice and won once against the Seahawks. Great coach. But for me, for Andy Reid to take a 3-13 and Eagles team to five conference championship games after mm. they and win 11 games five years in a row, multiple playoff, at least one playoff win each time, and then go to Kansas City where they're 2-14 and and have seven straight years of winning season, six playoff berths, back-to-back conference championship games, a Super Bowl in both places. I think that sustained success at two different stops, including getting to the Super Bowl, is more impressive than what like Bill Cower did. I think you could argue more impressive than what Marv Levy did. Even though Marv Levy went to four straight Super Bowls, I mm. put more stock in being able to do it in multiple places. So in my mind... He was a Hall of Fame coach and better than some coaches, better resume in my mind, than some coaches that are already in the Hall of Fame. But to your point, I don't think he would have gotten in without this. I think you are factually correct. One is what the voters would do. The other is my personal opinion of him as a coach. Sure. Yeah, no, I, and, and what I'm talking about is, and when I voted for my five, we talked about our Hall of Famers on Friday. I'm talking about who I would vote for to get into the Hall, and the same goes for Andy Reid. Through three quarters, I'm just telling you, Andy Reid, to me, was not a Hall of Fame coach, but he showed what he's made of with win 222 in that fourth quarter. Back now to Patrick Mahomes. And one of the fantastic storylines to come out of this one, and if you haven't seen the tweet, you must check it out, seven years ago, as a kid in high school, Patrick Mahomes tweeted, I bet it feels amazing to be the quarterback who says, I'm going to Disney World after winning the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, the kid, a 17-year-old, tweeted that. And then last night, he got to say it. It was phenomenal to see a man who's going to dominate the game again for the next 10 or so years 
pull that off. Um, let's talk about Mahomes' night, and in particular, third and long, and Tyreek Hill coming open on the Wasp. Is that on San Francisco? How do you let Tyreek Hill that wide open in the secondary? Yeah, let's be very clear about this, Dave. It was by far the biggest play of the game. Nothing even comes yeah. close. It, the play before, Mahomes had thrown yet another bad ball to Tyree Kill, who caught it. They overturned it. He was wide open. It was a bad pass for Mahomes. And I just remember thinking, this is just not his night. Third and 15, okay? And I'll explain this to you. The Niners are in a three-deep coverage. Both corners have the outside third. Safety has the middle third of the field. And yeah. Emmanuel Mosley, the corner to that side, bit on an underneath crossing route and did not maintain his deep third of the field. Tyree Kill was in the slot, and he ran a corner route, flag route, seven route, whatever you want to call it, and got behind Mosley because Mosley, a young corner, bit on the eye candy in front of him exactly how the play is designed against cover three. Tyree Kill on third and 15 catches a ball 40 yards down the field without a single 49er within 10 yards. I would submit to you not only the play of the game, but honestly, Dave, if you let Tyree Kill behind you like that on third and 15 when you have a 10-point lead with seven minutes left in the Super Bowl, you probably should lose the game. And I know we're going to talk about a lot about Kyle Shanahan, and we should. But that's not on him. And that's on Salah. That's on the defense. And it's on Mosley. I saw Mosley right after play be like, my bad. I could tell he was devastated because he knew he screwed up, and he did. It was a mental error, not a physical error. But this is the sport. This is why I love it. I love the physicality of it. But you also really need to be a thinking man at times. And if you're Mosley, there was already a guy covering him underneath. They didn't need you to try to jump that and double that. It's a critical mental error, and it's how games are won and lost in pro football. Yeah, it, it was hard to believe. That is the only situation in which you cannot – on any circumstance allow them to convert. Now, um, the legacy of Patrick Mahomes is something to discuss. I just want to weigh in real quickly on the MVP award. I thought it should have gone to Williams. I thought Williams goes for 133 yards, two touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground. I thought Damian Williams was the, the key to the Chiefs in this game. Now, no one's surprised that Patrick Mahomes, the 24-year-old face of the NFL, wins the Super Bowl. Did you have any issue with him being the MVP? Can you agree with me that it felt like Damian Williams was the decided factor in this ball game, in particular sealing that the game with the 38-yard touchdown? No, I didn't think that. Hmm. Um, you know, it was already 24-20, and the Chiefs had the ball when Williams scored that touchdown. We've already said the play of the game was Patrick Mahomes' 44-yard throw to Tyree Kill, on third and 15. Go ahead, Dave. Well, that that throw, 
I make that throw, Ross. You make that throw. That's not a remarkable Patrick Mahomes play. I mean, how many plays did he make that you said, holy crap, that was Mahomes? I didn't see maybe the throw to Sammy Watkins when he blew by Richard Sherman down the right sideline. Um, I thought the other throw to Mahomes, uh, to uh, Watkins, fluttered a little bit, but that he threw it short was actually a, a good throw. If he throws it long uh, down the left sideline, then then Watkins gets lit up. But I don't think Mahomes blew you away with anything, whereas I feel like Damian Williams did. What play was remarkable that that the, the average quarterback couldn't make? That throw to, to Tyreek was an easy one. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I would I would say, what did Damian Williams do that was so great? I mean, he caught a four-yard pass for a touchdown, and the last touchdown run was a wide-open hole. I think you, to your point, you could have scored a touchdown there. Damian Williams had whatever it was, 160 total yards and two touchdowns. That's great. Patrick Mahomes had over 300 total yards, a rushing touchdown, and two passing touchdowns. I mean, if we're talking about who was more valuable and more important to the Chiefs' victory, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's almost like, Dave, you know, for the the award Saturday night, Lamar Jackson won the MVP, but Saints receiver Michael Thomas was the offensive player of the year. If they did that award for the Super Bowl, Mahomes is the MVP, Damian Williams is the offensive player of the game, you know, because he had a good game. I just think Mahomes still more valuable. The options they called, some of the hits he took and kept going. And, you know, let's put it this way. The last seven minutes of the game, if they don't have Damian Williams and they have another running back in there like LaShawn McCoy, they probably still win. They don't have Mahomes in there and they have Matt Moore in there. They're not winning that game. Mahomes was the most valuable player. It to me, uh, by and I thought it was a clear margin, which is kind of crazy considering the fact that I've already said I thought it was the worst game he ever played, and I thought he was in general not very uh, Mahomesian the first fifty minutes of the football game. Yeah, and looks like a guy that again going to dominate this game for the next 10 to 15 years. If you're Kansas City, you try to sign him now before the new collective bargaining agreement. So probably start the discussion at $40 million a year for five years. Sign him up now to a $200 million deal. Try to lock it up. The only question is, if you're Mahomes, do you want to wait until that new CBA? The TV money is going to go up. The contract ceiling is going to go up. So you do you wait or you want a contract before you return to camp next season? I think you want some long-term security. Um, the dynasty. Um, is this heartbreaking if you are everyone else in the league Ross, because this guy is just learning the game at 24 and yet dominating it at the same time. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, heartbreaking, but I would say uh, the rest of the NFL is certainly put on notice. I mean, I think it's the best start we've ever seen for a a player or a quarterback. I mean, his first two years as a starter, he's now been an MVP and gotten to a conference championship game. And then been a Super Bowl MVP and won a Super Bowl in his first two years as a starter. The sky is absolutely the limit. But I will say this, Dave, and I tweeted this, at Ross Tucker NFL. He is at Dave Briggs TV. We are at RDC, home and home. Hopefully you guys are already following us. And we the network is at RDC Sports. 
You know the combined Super Bowl appearances for Dan Marino, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers after they went to their first one? Zero. None. They've never gotten back again. Think about how awesome Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers have been over the last 10 years. Think about how incredible Dan Marino was his first couple years. I still don't think Mahomes and what he's doing is as impressive as what Marino did in 1984. That was insane. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Yet none of those guys ever got back to the Super Bowl again. It's hard. I don't think the Chiefs get to this Super Bowl if Ryan Fitzpatrick, your guy, Dave, doesn't go into Foxborough and win in week 17, then the Chiefs have to win a wild card game and then go on the road twice to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure they get it done. In fact, I would tell you right now, I don't think that they would have gotten it done. So there's just such a small margin for error to get to the Super Bowl and win it. There's good fortune that needs to happen. Even Brett Favre went to two Super Bowls. Packers are going to be a dynasty, mid-90s? No. Seahawks, oh, they won it. Oh, they're back. It. They're going to be a dynasty? No. Dynasties are few and far between. Yeah, and it is amazing when you consider that those guys you mentioned also had great coaches in Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy and in Shula. I mean, Don Shula couldn't get him back to the Super Bowl. Now, if, if I'm a betting man this morning... I'm putting $1,000 on Patrick Mahomes getting back to that game twice. That's just how I feel as a Bronco fan this morning, that I'm going to be trying to climb that mountain for the next 10 years. No way he ever gets out of Kansas City. They are the Super Bowl favorite to start next year. Six to one odds uh, right ahead of the Ravens and the Niners. Chiefs are your Super Bowl favorite to repeat next season. No surprise there. Let's listen to what it sounded like for the victors. Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. First Super Bowl in 50 years. It's just so special to me to sit there and watch my nine-year-old son tonight watch the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Like, that's something that he'll remember for the rest of his life. And it's and it's great, too, man, with all my Philly family reaching out. And they're all hyped in Philadelphia tonight for Andy Reid because he got that ring. And, and, he, and he freaking deserved it. It was the cherry on top. I don't think it's really going to hit me until, you know, I'm down at the parade on Wednesday. So you are going you know? to take the nine-year-old? Uh, dude, I'll take the nine-year-old, the two-year-old, I'll take the one-year-old, I'll take the dog, I'll take the freaking, I, I don't care, man. You know what I God, mean? Like, family. Your coach, Andy Reid, who the one, the one thing that everybody said, eh, he's not a Hall of Famer, doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. That's debunked. That was the final check that he had to put on his resume and the scariest damn thing about that is the thing about Andy Reid is that if he can do something once, he can obviously do it again. I don't think Andy Reid's done having fun. I know he has a slew of grandchildren. I know he has a lot of love for his family, but he's made it work this long and now he's got a taste. The Chiefs were down 24 to the Texans, one by 20. They were down they were down 10 to the Titans. Mm-hmm. One by 11. They were down 10 
with 8.30 to play against the 49ers in the Super Bowl and won by 10. They trailed by a total of 44 points and still won all three of those games by a combined 42. That's it. There's no more, like, ghosts haunting you. That's it. That's the long game. I just think that all that dies with Mahomes. I'm going off three hours of sleep, driving down to Wichita right now. Lost my boys. Man, I, I, I'm still just pumped. Couldn't go to sleep last night. Uh, man, I'm down with the team because they always broke my heart, man. Yeah. Always broke my heart. Nobody understood the pain. My my sister was a big Chiefs fan, man. She passed away uh, last year in August. And... I just want to say, man, this, we did it. We did it. Let's go. You have to be happy for Kansas City Chiefs fan. And the video of them celebrating was remarkable. That's Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City on our radio.com red zone. We're going to get to Super Bowl commercials. We're going to get to the halftime show. But, Ross, real quickly, about the number you heard there trailed by a combined 44 points in three postseason games, and they won them by a combined 42 points. I love nothing more in sports than people coming back from adversity, persevering through tough conditions. How do you account for this team repeatedly coming back from double-digit deficits? Uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And and the whole team and all the you know all the guys on the team and the leadership and blah blah blah. But honestly, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, it's almost like Dave. They don't really get started until they're down double digits. It is yeah. crazy. I'm telling you right now, and I never say this. We will never see that again. We will never see a team their entire playoff run. They are down by double digits. And then win by double digits each game. Dave, they didn't just go go on to win those games. They came back and won each of those games by double digits. That is just crazy talk. I don't recommend it. Like, kids, don't try this at home. It's not a good idea, but somehow it works for them. It's a remarkable confidence that Chiefs team has in their quarterback that they don't panic one bit when they're down double digits in the postseason. It is reminiscent of the 2004 Boston Red Sox and nothing else in the history of sports. We're going to check in with Sports Radio 610 in KC to get some reaction from the locker room last night. We'll also get into the commercials, the halftime shows, and Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy G. Who deserves the blame? Who is the goat for San Francisco? All that after a break. But first, ZipRecruiter, my guy, Cafe El Toro COO Dylan Miskowitz, experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. Then he switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. You can too. By signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and found his new director of coffee 
in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Kyle Shanahan, how much blame does he deserve on a Super Bowl Monday? And Jimmy G, is he just a guy? Is he a guy that can win you a ring? We'll also dive into best and worst Super Bowl ads and a halftime show to remember, kids. Boy, was that in your face. It's a Super Monday home and home, a radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Check them out at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter the smartest way to hire in 2020. Coming up in just a few minutes, Sports Radio 610 NKC with reaction. First Super Bowl win in 50 years and no they're not in kansas they play in missouri mr president who had to delete a tweet late last night i'm dave briggs home in connecticut ross tucker is home in pennsylvania um ross the the meme going around the world was shakira listen to the sound she made with her mouth and specifically her tongue I, I can't. I can't do it, man. Um, what did you think real quickly of the halftime show? And please, can you make that Shakira sound with your mouth? Absolutely not. I'm not even going to try. You know I embarrass myself all the time. I'm happy to try to sing or dance, but I have no idea where to even start with what she did with the tongue. Uh, listen, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I will say, number one, Dave, I did not think it was a very good halftime show. I did think that there were aspects of it that were entertaining for me. But I would also say, you know, I'm surprised that that's what the NFL goes with for a Super Bowl halftime show. I thought some of the outfits, some of the poses, positions, I am the furthest thing from a prude, but... You even tweeted one, Dave, one picture where you said, hello, J-Lo, that it was like, hello, J-Lo was right at Dave Briggs TV. Listen, all I know is this. I have two daughters. They're seven and six. I was not with them. I mentioned earlier I was home. They were at a family party. But my Mm. wife said that they watched it. And uh, maybe that's our fault, uh, that we shouldn't have let them watch it because my wife was Pretty uncomfortable with them seeing that. Does not seem like a Super Bowl halftime show act. Like, I like any music's fine. Any dancing's fine. Do we need all the crotch shots and all of the poles and all of the, you know, seductive? I I just, it's a little bit too much for me. And there's a guy I know, Peter Peter Blackburn. He wrote, he tweeted, at NFL Sun, my son just humped a hole into our sectional couch. <laughs> I hope you're happy. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought that was very good. That was about how I would summarize it and call me a boomer, say I'm lame and I'm old and I'm all that stuff. But unless you have a couple young daughters, 
Talk, talk to the hand because the face don't want to hear it. I watched the halftime show with about 10 kids, five adults, probably 10 kids in the room. I am not a prude either. I do not need crotch grabs. I think J-Lo is Hall of Fame, Tiger Woods hot and talented to match. She can act, she can sing, she can dance. She's incredible. She is a freak of nature. I don't need the crotch grab from J-Lo. It didn't do it for me at all. And my wife, who, between you and I and our entire audience, I think my wife fantasizes about J-Lo more than she does about me. (laughs) She's going to love that. She was offended by the crotch grabs last night. She was offended by the in-your-face move, which you got an up-close and personal glimpse at the material, at the goods. Yeah, I thought it was a little too much. I wasn't ready for it. I don't know either of their music that much, so I wasn't that excited anyway. I want to generally be into the music of the performers. I thought they brought it. The energy was great. USA Today wrote it was one of the great halftime shows in recent history. I thought it was a bit offensive as well, a little too much of the crotch region. We should ask our uh, our followers and our listeners at RDC Home and Home, what did you think of the halftime show? It uh, it definitely stunned the audience that I was with, which was mostly kids under the age of 12. I think the boys had to leave and use the bathroom for a couple of minutes. But uh, before we turn to our friends at Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City, and we'll get a lot more into this later in the program, Uh, We'll talk a lot more about Kyle Shanahan because that's a long conversation. But a shorter conversation is that of Jimmy Garoppolo, who was fantastic through three quarters. And quite frankly, other than that bad interception off the back foot, could have thrown that ball out of bounds. He was working the play action well. Felt like this is a guy he or Juszczyk would have been the MVP of the Super Bowl had they hung on. And then at the end of the game, you just go, I don't know. Is is Jimmy G just a guy? He's only a $4 million dead cap number next year if they cut him loose. I don't know. Is Jimmy G a guy that's going to win you a Super Bowl? Well, he wasn't in the last eight, ten minutes of last night's game. I thought until that point, he had generally played pretty darn well. Uh, the one interception was unfortunate. He was trying to throw that ball away and didn't get enough on it the first one. But if you look towards the end, Dave, he did not throw the ball to a wide-open George Kittle uh, on the field goal drive that would have been a first down, and they probably would have scored a touchdown. I believe that was the first drive of the second half for them. Kittle was wide open. He missed in a wide-open Emmanuel Sanders on a deep post that would have been one of the most epic plays in Super Bowl history. It would have been given the Niners the lead. He got sacked then on fourth down after that, which is just totally unacceptable for any quarterback to ever get sacked on fourth down. He missed some other throws late that they had open. He did not rise to the occasion. I mean, at the end of that game, Patrick Mahomes rose to the occasion, rose to the moment, and Jimmy Garoppolo did not. And I think as a result... That question, those questions about Garoppolo will be out there because he played well until it mattered most. 
And he did exactly what we thought he might do if the 49ers had to throw the game on his shoulders. This was exactly what everyone thought Jimmy Garoppolo would do if, in fact, he was the guy that had to go out there and win a football game. And again, part of this goes on the head coach, and we'll talk about the play calling later on, but he did exactly what we thought he'd do. He would fold. I thought that throw he missed to Emmanuel Sanders, the deep ball, was brutal. He had two steps on the defender, and you just got to put a little more air under that football. George Kittle wide open in a crucial situation. How you miss that, your number one target on the football field wide open is inexplicable. Jimmy Garoppolo is just a guy. Yes, he played a solid game through three quarters. Is he a guy worth the $137 million that they're going to pay him? I don't know. I think it is worth asking the question that if the Niners can improve at the quarterback position, do they have to do it with, again, it's only a $4.2 million dead cap hit there. Now, he deserves credit for throwing an absolute dime to George Kittle late in the second quarter, right at the half, and that play, I think, proved critical down the stretch, Ross. Kittle did clearly, by the way, did interfere. For those of you arguing that that was not offensive P.I., you're just not watching the game. George Kittle fully extended the arm on the push-off. The tragic part is that was a brilliant, that was the best throw of the football game by either quarterback, including the Super Bowl MVP, and George Kittle did not have to push off. Completely agree on all accounts. It was a beautiful throw. It was oh. pass interference. I'm glad they called it. I don't care about people mentioning the Rudolph play in the wild card round. That should have been pass interference too. You know, yeah. they missed that one. But last night they got it right. And I thought overall, Dave, it was a pretty well-officiated game, which is nice. It was. It was a well-officiated game. The only issue I had... Is, is one that I can't explain, Ross, and it's a broadcast element. It's not on the officials. I thought the Damian Williams touchdown, Damian Williams touchdown, where he reached the ball over the goal line. Here's my problem, and this is more, I don't know if this is a, a Riveron Goodell issue or if this is a Fox issue. Somehow, someway, we have a camera on John Lynch, the GM of the Niners, late in the second quarter. And again, the conversation on Kyle Shannon is coming. John Lynch is calling for a timeout uh, late in the second quarter, wanting the Niners to preserve the clock and give themselves more of a chance. We have a camera on Lynch to ultimately question the head coach, but we don't have a camera angle straight down the goal line to see if Damian Williams stepped out of bounds or if he reached the ball over the goal line. That, to me is inexplicable. It may not be on the officials that are on that football field. I just don't think that was a touchdown. That would have set up a fourth down in which Kansas City would have had to have kicked a field goal to tie it. How does the NFL not just have locked-in cameras that have nothing to do with the network or the pylon camera? That That's too crucial a situation to not have a clean look. Yeah, they've talked about that quite a bit over the years. Belichick has suggested that. I, I believe the answer is that not all the stadiums are outfitted the same and it wouldn't be at the same angle for each unless you actually had someone standing there. Like if you tried to build it in the stadium, unless it's right there, it's not quite like even just moving it a little bit, 
changes that angle. You need it to be right down the line, and not every stadium could do it. It would be expensive, blah, 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 but you're right. I also thought the yellow line being off a lot was kind of funny, you know, for the first down. That was funny. I thought Garoppolo got hit in the head hard on a third down, helmet to helmet, and that I couldn't believe they didn't call. Uh, but I told people to take the under 13 and a half penalties for two units. So I was I was okay with the no call. <laughs> I, I suppose you were. I, I am eagerly awaiting my Bloody Mary basket from you, Ross Tucker, because we had our own personal bet in which I would have sent you beer, but you now get to send me Bloody Mary basket because I took the Chiefs. Let's talk to Cody Tapp, Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. He was there for the game. He is there in Miami this morning. He has probably not slept a lick. Cody, good morning to you. Congratulations, and how you doing? I'm doing all right. Actually, I slept for 53 minutes, so I'm feeling great. <laughs> this is about as good well, as I can okay, do. Okay, so Cody, explain that to us. Like, what, what, what did you do after the game? What were your obligations? What did you do? And then when did you sleep and when did you get back up? Walk us through it because that's interesting. Yeah, so after the game ends, it, it takes a long time to kind of put everything together. So, like, we have video and audio and everything. We're just kind of sending it all back. It takes a little time to cut it and put it all together. So plenty of time back at the stadium after the game ended, too. And then after we finished up with those obligations, then we had to get actually back to the apartment and then I'm from Kansas City. I was born there. And I don't know, we got back to the place at like 2.15 in the morning. And I was like, you know what? Uh, how often am I going to be in Miami the day the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? So I went out to South Beach. <laughs> so that's part of where that 53 minutes went. I went out to South Beach. And when I came back, uh, I had just enough time to sleep for 53 minutes before I had to come out to the Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes press conferences. Never stopped working, right? Well, we appreciate you sleeping less than an hour and joining us. He's the host of Cody and Gold on Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. Uh, Andy Reid talking this morning saying, no, I did not sleep with the trophy. I slept with my trophy wife. Andy Reid, uh, probably the second greatest coach of our era and definitely the greatest soundbite of all time. What's your number one takeaway from how the Chiefs are able to do this Double-digit deficits three straight times in the postseason. And won by double digits in all three of those games. That is also remarkable. The short answer is Patrick Mahomes, because he does things and other things don't, but they just, they simply don't panic. Like, that offense has so many weapons that even though Travis Kelsey didn't have a big game, even though Tyreek Hill didn't have a big game, Sammy Watkins went for 98 yards, it was Damian Williams' time to shine, there's just no way to hold them down. They had 10 points with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter and still scored 31. We talked the whole week. The only way to beat the Chiefs was to get to 30. The Niners ended up at 20, as obviously we saw them, you know, tank there at the end. But a lot of it is just Patrick Mahomes. They just keep coming back in these games seemingly from the dead. And so much of it is just their prolific offense doing it. And the big difference between this year's team and last year's team is when you actually need the defense to get a stop, they get it. You know, late in that quarter when they needed that three and out, you know what would have really happened? Instead of getting that three and out, uh, defense would have given up a field goal or a touchdown and been back to two scores, and they would have had the same problem they just had. Cody, uh, Patrick Mahomes, is it fair to say that that was the worst game he's ever played, especially up until the third and 15 throw? 
to Tyreek Hill with seven minutes and 13 seconds left. Did you think that was the worst you had ever seen him play? Yes. Other than maybe the Colts game this year, it is at the very, it's at the best, one of the two or three worst games he's ever played. And they still won, and he was still Super Bowl MVP. And he doesn't, still, he doesn't really usually have bad games. I thought that second pick, Ross, was on Tyree Kill a little bit. He's guilty of, like, popping the ball up when he doesn't need to, even though it wasn't a particularly good throw. But, yes, it was not a good game for Mahomes until that final six and a half minutes when they absolutely needed him to just go, as our guy, uh, Therese Paylor, from K, you know, who lives in KC now, for Yahoo Sports, he says, Baba Yaga, as in John Wick. When he just decided... Over my dead body, he was Patrick Mahomes again. So up until that point, they really did frustrate him. Things changed, though, once they really needed to get to that part, and they did a really good job stopping him. Boy, you're really letting uh, – t- I mean, I, I thought that second interception was all on Patrick Mahomes. Yes, the ball was bad. It was bit, slow, but – that- it was well behind, well behind Tyreek Hill. Um, surprising part is, you know, Damian Williams gets more carries than either Raheem Mostert or Tevin Coleman. Really uh, a commitment to the ground game last night. Did that surprise you as far as the, the game plan? I thought that the Niners would just try to force him to go short. Like the Niners wanted him to play small ball. And if you saw the first touchdown drive, for the took like seven and a half minutes and 15 plays. And that's not the Chiefs' offense at all. So I kind of thought the Niners might try to make them do that. So that didn't surprise me. But Damian Williams getting 100 yards? Yeah. Yeah, that surprised me. I didn't anticipate that kind of game from him just because I assumed even though they'd make them play small ball, the Chiefs would still find a way to let Patrick Mahomes do very Patrick Mahomes things. It just took very long in the game to do it. But Williams, you know, he was hurt early in the year. And as the season went on and he really got comfortable and got healthy again, He was the primary back. We spent a lot of the season talking about how they were rotating guys through. They had Spencer Ware for a little bit. They had, uh, I mean, just anybody and everybody. Obviously, the Sean McCoy was getting carries for a bit, and he was even inactive for this game. Once he got comfortable, that game was firmly in hand for Kansas City. And really a good thing that they had that ability to work off, because he used to play action there late, as you guys both know. But yeah, I was surprised. I kind of thought he was going to get Super Bowl MVP. He would have been my spot. Cody, how old are you? 35. Okay, you said that you're from Kansas City. Is this by far the biggest thing that's ever happened to Kansas City since you've been alive? Yes. And I was I was there for that World Series run, too. But it had been 30 years, not 50. And the Royals are huge in this town. And not like the Chiefs. And so... You know, sports-wise, you just can't even come close to compare to really anything. I can't remember the city kind of getting behind that. I mean, they're already expecting – I mean, schools are closed. There were 800,000 people at the Royals parade. I mean, what are they going to be at the Chiefs? A million three? A million five? I mean, I, the city will be absolutely nuts. And in my lifetime, it doesn't really compare for anything, which is part of the reason we try to, like, go out celebrating last night. It's just how often can you compare that situation to what you were in, like – you know what? Let's just soak in every last minute. I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> Talking to Cody Tapp, Sports Radio 610 at Kansas City, the parade in KC on Wednesday. Patrick Mahomes, does he enter next season with or without a new contract? I think with. I know that they're, they're talking about maybe waiting out that CBA deal 
Um, but I, there's no reason. Every millisecond you wait to pay Patrick Mahomes, he is more expensive. Anytime another quarterback gets paid, he's more expensive. And Dak is definitively going to get paid. Deshaun Watson's not far away. I think they'll get the deal done. I think some of that posturing from Clark Hunt earlier where he said, oh, you know, there's not a rush, and sometime in the next 12 to 18 months, and we'll get that done. I think that's just posturing. I think that they will get the deal done. And next year's cap number won't be terrible, but they, they have to get him paid because he's the best player in the league. You don't have a choice, and waiting doesn't do you any good other than waiting out the new CBA. Because there were at least, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Russ, there were at least some talks about trying to figure out a way to release or relieve the cap hit for quarterbacks a little bit. I just don't think that's going to get done necessarily, so you might as well just pay him. Yeah, no, they're not going to do that. Uh, that that would be that would surprise me. And the Chiefs would be very dumb if they didn't give him a new contract this offseason. And if if I were Mahomes, I wouldn't play a snap next year until I got a deal worth at least forty oh, no. million dollars per year. I, I said on Twitter, Cody, I thought he could have been real gangster and been like Darrell Revis and Sunday morning called Clark Hunt and said. I'm not playing in the game today until I get a new deal. That would have, I'll tell you, Revis would have done it. Revis would have done it. Straight business. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, speaking of straight business, let's talk straight politics, Cody. I just got to know, as someone that's from there, what did you think of President Trump's tweet about the great state of Kansas and Kansas City? A mistake we are tired of correcting. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Look, I mean, they're close. There's a Kansas City, Kansas. It's like the size of a thimble. Like, and I, at this rate, it's just weird to keep correcting it. And the Chiefs and the Royals definitively play on the Missouri side. And I feel like we've corrected this enough times at this point that we are very, very tired of correcting it. So even politics aside, damn it, we're in Missouri. Like, I just want to... Uh, if anyone's ever been to Kansas City, Kansas, it would be laughable. My wife used to work down there, so I'm not just, like, posturing or taking a shot at Kansas City, Kansas. It's, like, four roads big. So there's just, you know, their downtown has, like, a building that's six stories. So, you know, to compare the two is laughable, but we all just shake our head. It's the same thing. If it didn't happen at every concert that ever came through, right? Like, uh, Shakira performing yeah. last night. She's in Kansas City. She'd be like, hey, Kansas. We're like, ugh. Oh, we're like too tired to fight it at this point. Okay, sure, you're close enough. I did not realize that was such a common mistake. It is Kansas City, Missouri, goddammit. Last question for you, Cody Tap Sports Radio 610. Hard to tell through three quarters. It felt like a split crowd, and then came the tomahawk chop in the fourth quarter. Was this an overwhelming Kansas City crowd, or was it a split? I think it was like 65-35 Chiefs. It was loud for the 49ers when things were going well. But it was always definitively more loud when things were going well for the Chiefs. Even earlier in the game or when they were doing crowd checks in the stadium um, or even just the chance that both teams have, I think it was like a 65-35 split between the two. So I think it was a favorable Chiefs crowd, and it felt that way, especially late. But so much of that is just based on the fact that Chiefs fans hadn't done this in 50 years, guys, so they had to make it happen. No doubt about that. Enjoy that parade. It comes on Wednesday. Get some sleep at some point. I will. Cody Tapp, Sports Radio 610 and KC. Good to see you, my friend. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate it. 
All right, up next, we're going to talk about the question, should Super Bowl Monday be a holiday or should they move this game to Saturday night? That's the poll question at RDC Home and Home. Are Ross and I just prudes? Was there too much crotch grabbing in the halftime show? And also, what were the best and worst commercials? We'll talk to Chris Weissman about all that. What was the best ad in the Super Bowl? We both have some thoughts on that as well, Ross, after a break. And I have some thoughts on hiring. And so I asked my buddy, Dylan Miskowitz, he's the COO of Cafe El Tora, and he experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. Then he switched to ZipRecruiter, saw an immediate difference. You can too, by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.